Welcome everyone to the Simon Dan podcast. It's episode 37. I hope you're all well. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, he's back. This week he is back. My Everlord co-host. He once got lost in his own garage. It's Kat. How you doing, mate? I'm doing very well. Uh, interrupting your own blooming jingle. You're always That's doing it. Twice on the trot, mate. Twice on the trot. I don't... Uh, it's, it's my sole purpose. I was just saying off her, and I think you know that, that I do like to uh, be consistent in the way I disappoint people with my underperformance. And there we go. I've just ruined the intro again. It's fine. It's fine. I was defending you and, and you've just messed it up. <laughs> That's fine. We're good. Uh, anyway, mate, how you been? Busy? Very busy. Very good, mate. Very good, though. Looking forward to this. Really looking forward to yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, uh, me, me too. Uh, but most important question, I guess, is have you got any fuel? No. No, nope. okay. I've got I've got just under quarter of a tank, and I haven't actually gone to try getting it yet because I don't actually really leave the house much. But uh, yeah, it's a nightmare, isn't it, out there? Yeah, I've just come back from work now, and on my way to work, I was low. I was on about one bar. I thought I'll just take a ten, you know, stick a tenner's worth in, and ever around me had run out. There was yeah. none. Yeah, good luck with that. Anyway, mate, mm. I wanted to tell you a fact. My son told me a fact today, and I could not believe it. Did you know that a goose can fly faster than a cheetah can run? Did you know that? I did not know that. That yeah. is a good fact. Yeah. If, it, yeah. if it gets a tailwind when it's migrating, it can reach over 70 miles an hour in speed, a goose. That's impressive. Yeah. No, I did I th- not know that. I thought it'd impress you. Yeah. I am, imp- I am impressed, mate. Consider me impressed. See, seems like there's not much flat earth news this week. Anyway, yeah. should we get our guest on? Let's do it. Okay. Join us this week is one half of possibly the coolest channel on YouTube. You'll almost certainly have seen one of their videos before, unless you live in a cave. It's the slow mo guys. Is Gavin Free? Welcome, and how you doing? Good. Thanks. Thank you very much for having me on. Uh, how are you guys? Co- thanks for coming. We're good. I mean, you are probably YouTube, YouTube royalty now. Would you say? At what point do you become royalty? I don't know. When, when pretty much everyone's watched you. Yeah. <laughs> we, we just sort of exist in the background, though. We're not really a. Uh, trend chases or anything we just i feel like you can check in once every few years and yeah. see if we're still going yeah so, yeah 100 right. anyway your your act i mean you live in the u.s don't you but your accent i would say if i was a better man that you are from less than 30 miles from where i live i live near southampton i live i love, i'm from a town called tame in oxfordshire ah okay so maybe a bit more than 30 a, little miles. Bit, a little bit further yeah, but, yeah. This is the south. Yeah, the, as I say to cats, anywhere below London is south for me, and anywhere above it is 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 uh, is north. He lives in. Uh, I keep forgetting where you live. Near Burnley, isn't it? Blackburn, mate. Blackburn. That's it. Blackburn. God, yeah, don't, don't associate me. Oh. Sorry, mate. Oh, that's the worst one, isn't it? But yeah. <laughs> anyway, mate, the Slow Mo Guys channel. It's been like you say, it's been going since 2010. Absolutely love it. Where'd you get the idea for it? Um. Well, I was using high speed cameras for my job at the time uh, I, w- I was working in the film industry on lots of commercials pretty much it, it, just all the types of stuff that you see slow-mo like oh, milk okay. pouring yeah, and yeah. cereal flying through the air just anything that needs a little bit of slow-mo I'd probably work a day or two on it and um, there was just a, a, a big gap in the market on YouTube at the time there was some slow-mo footage on there but it was usually completely silent and was of something without context so I thought there's a bit of a of a gap in the market here we could just host a little show put some context behind the slow-mo and just show really anything there's no there's no real rules apart from have slow-mo in it so pretty pretty much limitless in terms of what we can film yeah yeah i mean there's i was going to say you've done literally everything you could possibly think of you've done in slow-mo um but when you when you came up with the the roles and stuff for it 
I mean, the, the roles are quite clear. You're obviously the tech guy and Dan's like the guinea pig sort of, isn't he? Did you just fall into those roles or did you discuss it first or? We did, yeah. I was going to do, we were going to both be in the videos more doing the experiments, but it sort of limits you on how you can film something if there's if there's no one behind the camera. And really that is my role. That is what I do. I am a yeah. high-speed camera person. So it does sort of make sense for me to be operating the camera, maybe getting slightly more dynamic shots. And we have done some stuff where we're both in front of the camera, but it's always a bit boring. It's locked off and the focus is sort of a guess, you know? Yeah. So I feel like yeah. the quality is higher if I'm behind the camera. And Dan is really good at bizarre stuff. Yeah. So I can be like, can you hit this jelly <laughs> yeah. in this, you know, in 3D space about here, but not, not up here and not down here? And he'll be like, yeah, whack. And it's just perfectly in frame. So how, how many, cause he, he, he's good at what he does. Yeah. Every, like there's a stuff where he cuts the arrow in half, isn't there? Like how, how many, does that genuinely take a lot of takes or, or is he generally good at everything? He is just freakish. He's it's, it might be luck because he, sometimes his first attempt is always the best, <laughs> the best one. And now, and then I'm like, right now I know what you're going to do. Let's film it this way. And he'll spend, you know, 10 attempts trying to do the same magic that he did the first time. Yeah. But usually anything that you know we show happening as the first time in the video is genuinely the first time and you can usually tell because after nine attempts of something be it like shooting arrows or paint going everywhere you can tell that there's been several yeah. attempts by the mess that accumulates in the background of the video yeah absolutely i always thought when i watch it i, I, I think that dan would be really good on the cube you ever seen the cube oh the cube yeah the yeah cube. he yeah. probably would be a yeah cube he'd be, he'd like his hand at everything yeah um <laughs> Talking to the cameras, though, those phantom cameras, they're immense, aren't they? How many have you got and which is your favourite? Um, the only one that we own is is a, is called the Phantom Flex 4K. Okay, yeah. It's a nice 4K image, but it's limited to 1,000 frames a second, which is actually, you know, that's, that's a lot of frames a second sure, compared to yeah. a normal camera, but that's probably the lower end of how fast we typically go on the on the channel. We don't usually go... We wouldn't go less than that. No. Um, and then for everything else, if we need an extreme frame rate, there are other cameras. There's a newer one that will do about 80,000 frames a second at 720p. Wow. But it's like you need different cameras for different purposes. And to own all of them would be obscenely expensive. So okay. I own only the one that we use the most. And if we need to go faster, uh, we can rent them. And we're very good friends with another really good channel on uh, on youtube called smarter every day oh yeah and we yeah. exchange our phantoms he has the really fast lower res one and i have the not as fast really high res one okay. so if he needs a bigger image i lent him mine if i need super super duper speed he lends me his yeah i, I don't know about you cats but i as i've the more i've watched the channel i feel like i've come a bit of an expert in that. and you're like you do something and i'm gonna be like right He's gonna he's gonna lower the uh, he's gonna make a small band in the middle and he's gonna increase the frame width. I know he's gonna do it. I, I know it. <laughs> and then every time you do, because you want to get more speed. Yeah, he probably as qualified as me at this point. No, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, the most popular video actually on your channel is the giant six foot water balloon one, and it's got almost two hundred million views. Given all the amazing things you've looked at across your channel, does that surprise you that it's the most popular? It does. I mean, the that was the thing is at the time popping a balloon of water was the most popular thing to shoot in slow-mo okay if there was the slow-mo clip on any video platform it's probably someone popping a balloon about this big so i did think 
a bigger one, a massive one would do really well because it's, you know, it's taking that to an extreme. But I thought, you know, <laughs> maybe a few million, yeah. 200 million. It's, I always say it's like, it's gone to viral heaven. It just won't stop getting views for some reason. It's like once, once a video reaches a certain amount of views, it gets views because it has that many views. It's like a critical mass of views. Yeah. And um, it really annoys Dan actually, because he's hardly in that one. He, <laughs> he had to go somewhere <laughs> halfway through making that video. So I finished it with my brother. So uh, I love the fact <laughs> that it annoys Dan and that's yeah. the most successful. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, you've done so. What, have you got any personal favorites, cats of, of their videos? Uh, well, to be, uh, maybe it's a childhood, but I like the one where um, you get a, was it, was it a soccer ball? Um, thrown in the face oh, uh, yeah. just the, the slow motion reaction you know i watched that over and over my brother that's how i found uh your channel because my brother showed me that um that's a long time ago now we, we were just sat he was over here we we're having a bit we must have watched it about six or seven times <laughs> each time looking at the different it was hilarious yeah that's, so. that's one of the nice things about slow-mo is that you can watch it a couple of times and just look at a different piece of the image and that one's good because it's a funny one because dan's getting smacked in the face but it also does show there's a lot of science to it where you can see the momentum transfer out of the ball and the ball just stops and then all the momentum just continues in his skull under his skin it's it's like oddly uh it's funny it's gross and it's interesting at the same time that one i think yeah absolutely i i love i love all your planet slow-mo stuff and anything you do with bullets i love um and the one i laughed at the most is the one where dan's trying to get got the waiter's tray on the treadmill above the big uh <laughs> the big pool of milk every time he like face plants the uh treadmill cracking up love that one yeah dan did a lot of hard work that day yeah, some I of them bet. are more more intensive on one of us and uh that one definitely more so on dan yeah yeah definitely. He did well. oh you recently did that one falling into the pool didn't you by yourself uh, uh oh yeah, yeah yeah we had um that was an example of the newer camera that does really it goes really fast and i was shooting at 90,000 frames a second, which mathematically stretches one second yeah. to be exactly an hour long. And I just thought, what would be what would be really weird to look at for an entire hour and falling into a pool yeah. that's got like an hour of that. So. Yeah, and you put the whole so thing up, weird. didn't you, for the whole... whole <laughs> yeah, on the hour. second channel, I put the <laughs> unedited hour. Yeah. I actually watched like five minutes of it. I was like, is he actually moving there? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, it's almost creepily slow. Yeah. Because you just think of like, what would it be like to exist at this speed? Yeah. It would be impossible to communicate anything. You'd just be lost in time. Yeah. It's, you can't really look at anything happening. Scary to think of. Um, where do you keep getting your ideas then from? Because you filmed an unbelievable amount of stuff, haven't you? You must, you can't, are you running out of ideas? You can't be. No, I'm actually adding to the, um, the list faster than I'm shooting. It's oh, wow. always been that way, actually. We just, <laughs> you can just get ideas looking at anything. I, I feel like I've just broken my brain in that. I'll look at stuff and be like, yeah, that would, probably look good in slow-mo or you just have an idea in the shower yeah. um used to tra travel a lot so i'd have a lot of ideas on planes um but been doing that a little bit less in yeah, recent years yeah and just anything on the internet any the, the um the viewers are very helpful in that in that they'll in the comments of videos will suggest things or i'll get tweeted something so it's really a list that's growing faster than we can shrink it yeah yeah i, I guess once this is all sorted the pandemic and stuff you could possibly shoot a bit a few more yeah i've almost forgotten what dan looks like at this point <laughs> yeah well you know if you ever need a replacement i'm also an afro english guy who's called dan so you Another know if... <laughs> i'm joking of course um 
Is there anything you still want to get? Like, is there a holy grail of slow-mo, so to speak? Or have you already got that with the speed of light thing? Um, there are. I feel like there are some things that would just be magic to get. Uh, lightning was a big one for a long time. Yeah. Just because I think nature is unbeatable in terms sure. of a slow-mo subject. Yeah. Um, I think there are a few on our list that, we we always it depends it depends on where we are and like how much time we have because we'll look at our big list we'll pick a few easy ones and then maybe pick one of the more bigger setup ones and there are some that are quite quite a big setup that we've just had sat on the list for a long time okay. and a lot of those times we'll wait for a sponsored video or something okay. that that gives us extra budget to do but yeah i can't think of anything off the top of our head that has been i'm sure there is though i'd have to look at the list well i mean i've i've watched i want to say at least 70 percent of your channel Blimey. And I Well thanks for that. That's okay. I mean, you know, I've probably funded some of your no. um but I have you ever sh- uh, have you ever shot a meteorite before, shooting star? No. Do you reckon it'd be possible? It'd be so so difficult to yeah. yeah, I feel like if I had all the information ahead of time, like where it's gonna be well, that, and just a really long lens, yeah. it'd be very interesting. It, it'd be tough because obviously there's a there's a quadrant where the, they come from. Um, so you wouldn't be able to get the exact location, but there'd be a general area. But I thought that'd be yeah. quite cool. I feel like there's also, um, there, there is a lot more that I'd like to do with bullets too, but you do risk demonetization on YouTube when, you do, when you're doing oh, okay. bullets, if it feels like it's just, ah, you know, look, guns. I feel <laughs> yeah. like there is a lot of interesting, it's unfortunate that the guns also have, you know, all the negative connotations and yeah. cause demonetization because it's an interesting baseline for speed because i feel like everyone's seen a gun in a film yeah so it is interesting to i wanted to do a video where we race glass cracking with a bullet so like have a have got a long pane of glass uh, yeah crack it at one end film the travel and also have a bullet being fired at the same time below it so you'd see it puts into perspective like wow glass cracks yeah really fast i remember that episode. Bullet. yeah you it was quite shocking wasn't it how fast it cracked from one end to the other yeah so I think if you put it in the context of something else fast or something that appears quite slow in comparison, yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah, that, that was the other thing I didn't realise is, I mean, I'm so naive with this sort of stuff, but I didn't realise that a lot of bullets travel different speeds because you did that one where you raced some of the bullets, didn't you? Yeah, we realised that the fastest bullet we filmed or the slowest bullet we filmed was closer to someone throwing something yeah. than it was to the fastest bullet. Compared to the fastest bullet, yeah. To the eye, it's like, well, bullets fast. All bullets are fast. But when you actually have the ability to see which bullets are fast and which are slow, that's also quite an interesting uh, yeah. way to look at things. Absolutely. Uh, the other thing was, I know you've done a couple of animals-related stuff before, haven't you? A few things to do with animals. Uh, the pistol shrimp would be awesome. Yeah, it's got like yeah. a really fast... Uh, they they cause thing. like really... yeah like cavitation in that's the water it, yeah it? and then cats brought something up the other day about a, an ant that's got a jaw that shuts what was it cats the speed oh it was the acceleration rather the acceleration speed. Yeah. it was it was in the thousands or not hundreds of thousands of meters per second squared the acceleration it was just phenomenally yeah. ridiculous it, yeah it's quite deceptive that some animals can have i mean it, it, it's not a lot of movement like even with like a mantis shrimp and pistol shrimp it's yeah. not moving that far and i assume the same with the ant jaw but the amount of acceleration and brief period of top speed is just obscene to think about. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. Oh, well, there, are, there is there's loads of ideas, isn't there? I don't know what I'm talking about. There's, there's so many ideas you could do. 
Um, I mean, honestly, yeah. I could talk all day about slow-mo stuff, but we, we must move on. Um, it, we're going to have a quick break uh, and go to our section we call Cat's Curiosity. And this is where Cat's brings us a piece of science news that has interested him over the last week, and we're going to discuss it. What have you got, mate? Well, it's something that uh, is, it's not news that's up to date. It's something that I saw that I wasn't aware of. And I'm sure when I say it, everybody's going to say, well, I was aware of that. I knew it, but I never knew it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you anyway what I didn't know. Show okay. my ignorance. Um, but I was reading an article on dinosaurs and sex. And I've sent you a, sent you a photograph, which may or, you did. You may or may not want to put on the yep. podcast. Um, of two turtles who were fossilized while they were mating. Yeah. But no such evidence has ever been found for dinosaurs whatsoever. And as a result, it is a complete and utter mystery how some species of dinosaurs ever actually mated. There's a few things that, that lead to this. One of them is that, unlike well, maybe like elephants or mice, dinosaurs didn't have a penal bone. Okay. Um, so when the, the soft tissue disappears, it's, it's almost impossible with some versions of uh, some dinosaurs when we look at fossils to tell whether they were male or female in the first place. Uh, that becomes even more accentuated when we realize that when they were alive, the amount of sexual dimorphism in dinosaurs, the differences between male and female was actually very, very, very small. And they may not have even been able to recognize visually each other, whether wow. one was a male or a female. Um, anyway, most dinosaurs, just like birds and crocodiles, they have the cloaca that they touch together. Uh, I'll just touch together. <laughs> that's, that's how it's done. So it is in school. Yeah. Um, and the, the reproductive organs are hidden inside of those. But what what caught my eye as I was reading about this um, was that there's a, a dinosaur called the Kentrosaurus. Now, this dinosaur is absolutely huge. And the logistics have been able to touch, they call it like cloacal kissing. The logistics have been able to touch the cloaca while they're mating. It's so difficult that scientists have put together for this particular dinosaur uh, everything they know about it, and they've modelled all the different positions that these dinosaurs may or may not be able to have mated in. And because they've got these horrendously sharp spines on the backs, and they're, they're covered in you know tough armour and the huge beasts, yeah, you know um, they took into account weight bearing. They've actually decided that it was almost physically impossible. And in the vast majority of scenarios, these spikes would end up in the castration of one of the uh, individuals. So, I don't know, it's kind of, it's not news, but it's like a mystery. Like, nobody knows how these dinosaurs could possibly physically have touched their Quakers together without seriously injuring or killing each other, uh, or even weight-bearing. So, 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 they didn't come up with a favourable position then? No, uh, there, were, there were some hypotheses of, of maybe they need to go into shallow waters so to help with the weight-bearing, and then they could move into different positions they wouldn't be able to move into on land. See, because most, like, crocodiles today um and some of the smaller dinosaurs weight bird on all four legs but bipedal dinosaurs obviously they they didn't do that and they were just saying they just they just in terms of balance or they just couldn't figure out how they could do it so small shallow bodies of water was was one of the favorite ideas ah, but okay. they said that was a bit ridiculous considering the the you know where they come from and so yeah, yeah they just don't know wow wow have you ever heard anything that interesting Gav? <laughs> that is very interesting because I, I do remember on um was it walking with dinosaurs? They were trying to figure out how some of these dinosaurs could squat down and lay their eggs. Yeah. And they ended up sort of saying that they like put a tube down and it sort of slowly released. Oh, okay. But there was like the yeah. whole question about like, we don't actually know how they do this. So here's a guess. It's yeah. very interesting. Yeah. I, well, the I mean, diplodocus, oh, sorry, go on. No, go on, mate. Go on. 
Well, so yeah, because Zip Lewis is so big that the egg it lays is only about the size of a soccer ball, isn't it? And the drop is massive. Yeah. Yeah. And I would, point. That, that, that kind of feature as well. Like, how do they lay them without them breaking? Because yeah. you can't, they're not supple enough to get down. Yeah, great point. I was just going to say, be careful, mate, because the conspiracy theorists will start clipping you with the it's not possible for dinosaurs to exist because they couldn't mate. Uh, you know they will. You know they will, mate. <laughs> Thanks, mate. That was interesting. Good stuff. Now. Thank you. Now. Uh, Gav, Katz and I, we combat flat earthers on our on our respective channels. Uh, and we've got a bit of a bone to pick with you because did you know, you probably do know this, that one of your clips has been used relentlessly by flat earthers? Very unfortunate. Yeah. And um, you do a very honourable task in your combating of this. But yeah, that is uh, that's something I've never been able to escape. Just completely, just out of context clip from Sloman guys being yep. used. Yep. It's like an ultimate proof of to how there's a flat earth. It's. It, I guess you didn't think at the time that you'd get a load of uh, flat earthers saying, that means that if the earth rotates, the water would fly off it. Yeah, if the, if the earth rotated at 30 million miles an <laughs> yeah, hour, it might, I suppose. <laughs> That's what we say. We say, I'll tell you what, get a ball, get it wet, stand there and rotate it once in 24 hours and let us know how you get on. No, 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 no it's a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> I literally spun it so fast that it, well, Dan spun it so fast that it was rotating multiple times in a second. Did to you the work point out where we the... had to film it with a slow mo camera? Yeah, it's sort of. The, did you work out the itself, exact really. RPM of it? Because I think I did a video once where I, I did a video where I got that clip and I I figured out the exact RPM from your yeah, I don't know from if your I've info. Ever sat down and figured that out, but I'm sure if the Earth, if a day on Earth was, um, you know, point two of a second then we would have problems with the water yeah absolutely but i think i figured it out about 3000 rpm something not really just like that something like that yeah it was 300 or 3000 which is obviously completely way too fast for uh, yeah what how the earth rotates but um yeah I, I mean honestly the amount i don't know about you cats the amount of times i've seen that clip in like a yeah. in a flat earth uh like uh like promo montage. video or something montage yeah. yeah it's ridiculous how many times i've seen it you should start so, copywriting yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, take them down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess I could do takedowns on them. I don't really usually do that, even if it's a re-upload, because yeah, I'm just not that fussed well, about. You'd be there I mean, a while. Nice I think. To, There's that many. It's nice to uh, <laughs> to spread the footage of stuff usually, but it's just it's it's slightly infuriating that yeah, it's it's become a piece of evidence. Uh, yeah. for the flat Earth, because I feel like there's so much evidence that disproves the flat Earth that it's one of those annoying things where it's like you show someone the evidence which is really all you can do here's proof that the earth <laughs> isn't flat and then they just dismiss it argue around yeah. it. it's like well if i can't if the evidence doesn't work we've got nothing and yeah. then for them to have a piece of evidence <laughs> it's yeah. uh it's quite irritating it, it, i can imagine it is i mean cats had something similar he was explaining um what were you explaining something about gas pressure weren't you because the the flat earthers don't think the space is real. They don't think that there could be uh, um, uh, a, an atmosphere because the, the vacuum of space would suck it off. And Katz was Katz was um, talking about gas pressure, weren't you, Katz, or something? Yeah. Uh, On a board, and so, someone kind of misquoted him. Uh, and <clears throat> one of the, the well-known flat earthers misquoted him and kind of used it against like us as like an argument, didn't they? Yeah, but they didn't even... That's the only thing they didn't even miss. They, they used the wrong quote. I was basically saying that that's there's it. a... A balloon can't experience pressure 
unless the balloon is in the it was it was falling on from something else but unless the balloon is there inside some gas it's obviously not going to feel any pressure from the gas outside now that sounds very random when i say it yeah in isolation but that's but the flight earthers they took that to mean that i was saying we have to have a container uh for the atmosphere i don't know how they could take but yeah. they did they did it for ages didn't they so have you did they did, a, did you find a lot of comments on that video in particular from flat earthers or or people that were sent from flat earthers um on the video itself i'm not sure i don't, rem- I don't think i've really looked it didn't it didn't happen immediately i think yeah, that video of sort of popped up on the flat earthers after a while yeah and i think at the time it came out was probably when i last read the comments so i don't i don't okay. think i saw anything there but i have been tweeted it a lot being like are you yeah. aware that this video is being used on flat earth and it's like it's funny it's funny that they've taken it but also it's just a little bit tragic really because it's just it's just misconception of yeah. And the great thing about slow mo, I think, is that you don't necessarily need to learn. You don't necessarily need to know a lot about the subject because slow mo can teach you. You can just stare at the stuff and be like, "Oh, well, I've learned something there." So um, to have that work in a in sort of a misinformation and a, a misinformed way is interesting. I don't think we've never had that before. Yeah, I bet. Well, I wouldn't worry too much because it's so ridiculous the way they use it. Is you know, it only would it would only convince like the the dumbest of people. That sort of, that that sort of clip, like you know, the the normal the average person understands that the Earth doesn't rotate that fast, so yeah, you know, yeah, don't worry too much. Um, does it? Do anyone? Does anyone ever doubt talking to conspiracy theorists and stuff? Does anyone doubt what you guys do? Do, do you ever get comments saying you've used CGI or something like that? Um, we were accused, not in a, like a conspiracy way. With the, oh, okay. there was a video we put out that everyone thought was CG, and that was the fire tornado just because ah, yes. it, you, you're not used to seeing fire rotating in such a way where it looks like sh- it looks like a I don't know, nicely laid out sheets of flames. Because fire is usually, you know, it's all over the place. Yeah. There's not a real edge to it. It's sort of very, you know, it's like plasma, isn't it? You're just looking through some of it. You're seeing the front of some of it. But to have it all uniformly spinning and in slow-mo, it did look fake. Like we were watching it thinking, that is bizarre. That doesn't look real at all. But it's the same in, in when you look at fire from underneath. Like if you've got like a, a load of fire shooting out of like a pipe yeah. and you actually look underneath, it looks like balls. Whereas you ne- you're never used to seeing the underneath of a flame because sure. usually that's the fuel source, that's the wick or that's the uh, whatever you're holding. So that was quite an interesting one. And the, the one that we did have a, a few sort of conspiracy comments about was when I did a video showing that masks face masks prevent droplets flying out of your face while okay. you're talking. And, and all I did was just backlight. You didn't even really need slow-mo for that. You just, you know, backlight your mouth and talk and you can see micro droplets yeah. fly out. But in slow-mo, you were able to see the really small ones. And everyone was just saying that I wasn't doing this. I wasn't doing it the same. Like I wasn't coughing the same or sneezing the same when I wasn't wearing it. I was doing it more forcefully without the mask. Yeah. But it's really, I really wasn't. It's, it's, you don't even need a slow-mo camera. You can just do that experiment yourself. Yeah. Well, when it comes to things like that, at the moment, there's going to be a ton of people who are. Down yeah, it's one. Of, it's one of the same frustrations where it's like I've got the evidence is right here. You can just see it. There's yeah. no. There's no sci- There's no like sciencey talk or anything. It's just it's just your eyes looking at footage that I shot. That's yeah. that's good evidence. But there's just always it's always going to be argued around to the point where. 
I like, I, that's why I really respect what, what you do in that you have the patience for it, where I just feel like people denying the evidence. I'm just like, ah, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. nothing I can do about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, thanks very much. It means a lot. Cause we, I mean, Kat, we've, Katz has had quite a bit of success. He's, he's had a couple of people, uh, come back from, from flat earth, haven't they? Um, and, and that's amazing. Can mentally it, it's a that massive so satisfying a massive thing yeah like you can literally see people's lives turn around can't you i've never never heard of anybody who's got into those kind of rabbit holes whose life has improved because of it you know yeah. and the sad thing is you get so passionate about it that they drag other people with them don't they yeah absolutely uh, and with it comes other conspiracies and it's easy, i guess easier for those people to buy into stuff that directly affects their health or the health of other people that, that's why I've never really been going, I've never really gone in with the, with the flat earth arguments because at the end of the day, when I f- was first thinking about it, I was like, well, you know, it doesn't really affect anyone. Yeah. But it's like those people are then susceptible to potentially more dangerous stuff. And I feel like if you're in, if you're believing the flat earth stuff, then you'll believe anything. Yeah, absolutely. I think over time, Katz and I have, d- have figured out uh, and we've kind mm-hmm. of highlighted the main problem is the, the flat earthers who uh, who are big on these platforms with the tens of thousands of followers who not only will repeat the flat earth stuff, they'll repeat the COVID stuff and the moon landing stuff and the evolution stuff. And literally if you're flat earth, you're guaranteed to be pretty much three or four or five other conspiracies as well. Um, being in Texas, how does that fare with conspiracies? Um, well, I mean, COVID has been interesting here because, I mean, technically Austin is in stage five, which is the highest for COVID. Like all the ICUs are full, ventilator usage is at max. And it's just because so many people here never really cared about COVID at any point to the point where it was like, I, my hair grew down to here because I was just worried about. I was just worried about everyone. You know, yeah. it's like it, we all have to, we all, we all have to do this together. We all have to do the lockdowns. But then you'd see Sixth Street, and it was like nothing happened. Well, Sixth Street is like where everyone goes out, you know, for, on yeah. the weekends, and they just they close the street, and there's people everywhere, and it was like nothing happened, to the point where I was very happy to get vaccinated and get back out, you know, amongst other people because I I I took it very seriously pre-vaccine. Yeah. But now, even though I'm fully vaccinated and everyone i know is we're slightly scared to go out again not because covid is so bad but because the icus are full yeah to the point where if i if i get a car accident yeah there's no there's not really anywhere that it's, it's just like we're still it's just an interesting like healthcare in general situation yeah here, where yeah. it is a bit nerve-wracking to do anything that is even slightly dangerous. Like I'm sat at home, you know, like chopping veg, just thinking, better <laughs> what, be extra what's the careful. Arteries? Yeah. <laughs> what's what's the vaccination take up like in in Texas? Um, it's better in Austin because Austin is Austin is the more is the more liberal okay. city of them, but as a state, pretty bad. I yeah. think between fifty and sixty percent. Oh, wow, wow. Uh, I don't know if you know if you kept track of England, but I think we're almost. Are we ninety percent now with two vaccines almost? Oh, is that how? Yeah, we're not far off, are we? Yeah. We're doing well. We're pretty close. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. Yeah. I, would, I, I really, I've really missed being in England yeah, throughout bet. this period. And I actually was able to go back a, a few months ago just to see my family after, a, you know, after I was really just waiting for myself and my family to be sure. 
fully vaccinated because that, that's what felt the safest because I've got elderly grandparents and I was really excited to see them. Yeah, absolutely. How do you compare the conspiratorial mindset of the general public uh, between the US and the UK? Um, I feel like I don't want to generalize because I, I don't really, I've not really, you know, t- I've not taken good samples of both places. Yeah. It does feel a bit more mental here. It feels a bit more extreme here in terms of people buying into that. And, and it's the same with, it's, I mean, look at the numbers of the last presidential election. Yeah. Biden won, but you still had over 70 million people voting for Trump. Mm. And I think it's a similar amount of people having not been vaccinated in, um, in the US, or it's higher than that, but it, it does seem slightly more extreme. And I'm not sure why, I'm not sure what causes that. It's not, we're not that different in, no. in culture. No, and and when we talk about flat earthers, cats will agree. There's there's a very similar amount of flat earthers, isn't there? UK and US. Mm. And yeah. in, in fact, most of the UK flat earthers are, no offence, cats from up north, aren't they? I, I can count about six or seven that, <laughs> yeah. that are probably within an hour, an hour from my house easily. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, honestly, I don't know hardly any that are south of London at all. Uh, I don't know what that means, and I'm not saying anything, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's it's very odd. From what we see, from all the conspiracy or stuff we see on online, there isn't a huge difference between America and the UK. Interesting. Definitely not. Yeah, I mean, Texas in in general has been. I've loved living. I've lived here for nine years, and I've loved, I've loved it for like ninety five percent of the time. Yeah. I, I think it's a great place. But just recently, especially with the pandemic, and there's a new there's new laws that. About the abortion laws that I'm sure you've heard ah, about. Yes, where it's, yeah. yeah, It's just like such massively backward steps to the point where I end up just like look, looking at the year on my phone. It's like 2021 and just blown away that this is a, a new law that's come in. And I'm just like, it, it just seems, I, I just don't know how it happens. Yeah. But but it but it happens and, and, it's, it's, and it's scary. It's weird. It's slightly different, isn't it? Because the, the states can make their own laws, can't they? They're not. It's not countrywide yes. like it is here. Yeah, it's um, it makes it very confusing yeah. about what is legal in which state and the amount of power that a governor of a state has in terms of they can even go against the president in a lot of cases and then it becomes a, a bigger issue in in Congress or the Senate. But it's like, there's a lot of, it's a lot to keep track of. There's 50 of them. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I... I love, I'm fascinated by American politics. Uh, I've looked into it quite a bit, and yeah, it's it's a huge, it's a huge thing, isn't it, to to get your head round. Anyway, let's lighten the tone. Let's lighten the tone, and we'll finish with the scientist game. So, cats is are you four two up, cats? Four three. Is that a three three or four three? I think it's four three. Yeah. So, cats is four three up. So it's normally cats versus the guests. So, this is the point where. Our guests face off against cats. I'm going to start reading some facts about a scientist in chronological order, and the first person to correctly guess that scientist wins the point. So, no pressure, Gav, but for the guests, you've got to pull this back for the guests. Okay, get the tension music going. Okay. Born 1955 in London, England. From 1969 to 1973, went to the Emmanuel School in London. In 1976, graduated from Oxford with a degree in physics. 
1978 got a job for DJ Nash writing typesetting software. Tough one, this. In 1980, he worked as an independent contractor at CERN in Switzerland. In 1981, started a computer networking job. In 1984, went back to CERN to work permanently. Got to think about the timings here. In 1990, produced the first version of the World Wide Web first web browser and first server thing is i know i know who this is and i can picture him um but i know that i don't know his name i know no, that i don't know his name in 1991 launched the world wide web on the internet come on i feel like i should know who that was <laughs> is it steven something no that's steve jobs that was apple mate no <laughs> I, can, I can picture him i've seen him what was it colin something it's like a and in 2004, became a professor in computer science at the great Southampton University. Could this be the first week that we have a tie? Because no one can get it. Hang on. Basically, I'm close. I can't even, I don't even know that one person did all of those first things. I know. I didn't know half of those, but basically I could have said at the start, basically invented the internet. That's what I could have said. Uh, no, no guesses. It's going to stay 4-3. It's Tim Berners-Lee. Tim yeah. Berners-Lee. Even now you've said it, and I've, I, I have seen <laughs> programs on him, even now you've said it, it's not like, oh, that it was him, yeah, the name was about, I never yeah. got that million years. But I can picture him. I can picture his face. He looks like a Colin. He, <laughs> looks like he should be <laughs> the same thing. So I'll have half a point. Unlucky. Maybe you get the point if he looked like a Colin. Yeah. <laughs> That's unlucky. That's the first time, unfortunately, that we didn't get an answer. But to be fair, I mean, I've done things like Einstein and stuff like that. So this was really kind of the first one that was pretty, quite niche. But what are you going to do? Four free to cats. Well done. Well done, mate. You're still in the lead. Uh, hey, the, the guy's the guy. I need I need a guest who can beat him because he's getting a bit big headed. Honestly. Yeah, I've, I've let you down there. It's fine. It's fine. Um. Anyway, Gav, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, oh, I, I, do, on, I say this all the time that I could talk about the topic all day, but I genuinely could talk about slow-mo stuff and your channel all day long. Um, oh. it, honestly, it's been a pleasure watching over the last few years um, and I've still got another 30% of the channel to watch, so I, I'll be doing that. Don't <laughs> worry. Um, we are done. Next week, Cats, we've got... Uh, do you know Jim Browning? Yes. Yeah, Jim Browning. He uh, he fights the telephone scammers, doesn't he? Plays them at his own, plays them at their own game, and he, he yeah. uh, exposes them. So we'll have a good chat with them about about what he does. That should be good fun. But for now, we're done. Thanks very much. Have a good week, and we'll see you soon. Bye bye. Bye lads.